are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Sí, estamos de vuelta y somos a Lucha Outsiders. Yo soy Leo, él es Mario. The heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man from the broadcasting team from Suplex City, bitch. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's going on? How y'all doing? How y'all you know what's doing? funny? Sam should really be talking Spanish because he's looking real Puerto Rican right now. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. his hamburger yeah. meat all out. I'm rocking the tattoo out today. Looking real Miami here. <laughs> it's a beautiful day over here in New York City. What's going on? Yeah. I love that. Like, we might, yeah, we might still just let it rock out. Rock out with our guns out. Hey, Co- gun, guns out. Yeah, out. What? Uh, oh, God, come, on. Come, come on, man. No! <laughs> um. So let's. Well, I mean, I mean, he's Puerto Rican, so they do like the rooster fighting. So it's the only way you can fix it. No. Bien. They're gonna call Peter on us, man. All right. So let's kind of the people that are checking us on Facebook. They're like, well, they're back. They're already back. So the last episode we just did with uh, with our homie Glenn, right? Yeah. Two ends. <laughs> and if you're listening to our audio, it'll be. Tomorrow's episode yeah, with Glenn. Yeah, tomorrow's episode <laughs> with Glenn. So that's going to just be a standalone episode because it was just mm-hmm. too good. It was yeah. such a good talk with Glenn, yeah, kind of telling us his story in and outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know what? We're not going to demolish it yeah. with our antics. We, we have to make that a standalone episode. So l- let me right. just say this. One of the things that I did learn, that's why, you know, cheap plug so people can listen to the next episode. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have so many different people that like wrestling, they enjoy wrestling. And we always, like, we have to, like, defend it. Like, why do you guys like wrestling? But you know what? I'm okay doing that because it brings so many people together from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different beliefs. So that's good. And and you guys should really listen to Glenn's episode because that comes along that line. And for just like Leo said on the on the podcast feed where you could get everywhere, uh, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, La Mezcla app, uh, Spotify. App. We're now on Spotify now. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you get your podcast needs. Took the long Glenn enough. episode. Yeah, long enough. <laughs> um, the Glenn episode, Conversations with Glenn, that's going to drop as a standalone mm-hmm. episode. It's an hour and a half. Listen, it's really, really good. Um, that's going to drop tomorrow. So if mm-hmm. you're checking this out now and listening to us on the podcast version, that drops tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
Correct? Yes. Correct. Got yes. the analytics on all that? Too? The analytics, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little wrestling. No. Let's, so let's no. talk about some wrestling. No, That's this is right. not a wrestling show. So, Leo, we actually, Sam and I actually recorded an episode live from the ECW arena. Yes. And for people that are listening to the podcast version, it hasn't dropped. We're trying to figure that out. But if you want to listen to it like right now, like if you don't want to wait until it drops uh-huh. on the iTunes channel, on the podcast channel, yeah. There's an app called Anchor. We mm. put the link on Facebook and on the Lucha Outsiders bio, on yeah. Sammy Suplex bio, on Instagram. You can actually check out that podcast now. Um, it's about an hour listen. We we mm. get into a lot of trending topics in the wrestling world. And one of the topics we touched on was Goldberg and Undertaker. We yeah. still haven't gotten the old man's point of view. You know, so from an old man match to, to an old man, let, let's, let's kind of pick your brain. That shit was whack. I'm sorry. It was a waste of time. Like and and you know how I feel about the nostalgia act, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This was like the nostalgia act at the nursing home when they have about a week left to live. <laughs> like that's how bad it was, and and in the sense of that, you know what? And I understand that it's Saudi Arabia, and we understand that it's the money, and we understand that that's what they want to see Goldberg, they want to see the Undertaker, but did you really want to see the Undertaker and Kane? against Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Now, I know you would, Mario, because you're a Shawn uh, Michaels fan, but... Well, I was... Not that I was against... I had mixed feelings about the tag match. And pretty much what I said kind of happened. Shawn Michaels carried the whole match. Okay, so now take Shawn Michaels out of the equation, who carried the match. Take Triple H, who's able to carry the match out of there. Take Kane, who looks slow. All you have is The Undertaker in really bad shape. And now you put Goldberg, who hasn't wrestled and is known to be uh, careless or too stiff, if you will. He knocked himself out. But, okay, this is coming from the guy who knocked himself out on (laughs) Raw because he was happy to be back. So I'm sorry. That was a waste of time for me. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch the fucking the whole match, but I know that it was it was a car wreck. (laughs) Okay, I know. But this is the thing, and Jessica Hoffman saying I agree with you, it was, and don't get me wrong, I love Taker, but it was just wasn't a good match as it should have been. We got the match 10 to 15 years later after we should have gotten the match. Your take, should Undertaker retire? He should have retired when he lost, like Mario and I have been saying for years. Um, Shout-outs to uh, Ryan Satin. I know people in the social webs are mm. not a fan of the dude that do their own pro wrestling sheet. Yeah. He actually interviewed Batista. Ba- Batista. Um, <laughs> he actually interviewed Batista, and fun fact, fun fact, Batista called mm. up Undertaker before the match in Saudi Arabia even happened, yeah. and Batista tried to convince Taker not to do the match. Wow. <laughs> and, t- and check this out. At first, Taker was like, you know, um, now nah, we're doing it. We're doing it a match or whatever. And then as days like mm-hmm. got kept, closer, got closer, Taker started having second thoughts about but the match. Of course. Like, okay, so, so, and, and the match that we would like to see, right, would be done right, Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker. But you know, in that match, you're going to have Bray Wyatt carry The Undertaker. And we got that match, and they kind of. Yeah, Not let the right guy okay. go over. Okay, it sucked because you didn't you didn't trust your younger talent mm-hmm. to call it in the ring. Undertaker would trust him, and you know, and all the stories that we've heard about the Undertaker, if you let the right young guy carry the match, 
you're going to have that good match. But when you have somebody like Goldberg who has not wrestled, because he never actually wrestled, but I'm saying his last match was? With Brock Lesnar. Before that? Kevin Owens. Yeah. That's it. But how long ago was that? That was what? WrestleMania 33? Like two, three years two, ago. Yeah, 34. That was in uh, Florida. So if somebody comes back from an injury and in six months they're rusty, mm-hmm. yo, this guy is just in the back just rusting away. Well, one of the things that, that Sam and I touched on about the whole uh, Taker and, and um, Goldberg mm-hmm. mess is that you got to give credit to Brock Lesnar because he carried both Taker and Goldberg in their feuds. And I think people forget how mm-hmm. good Lesnar is. You know, he gets shit on because he's never on, you know, he doesn't wrestle a full-time schedule. And he's and a part-time fine, or whatever. But people forget how much of a seller he can be. And, he, and just based on what we got on that Taker and Goldberg match, Lesnar carried those feuds. Yeah, we saw him sell for AJ. We saw him sell for Seth. We saw him sell for Daniel Bryan. He carried the Undertaker, uh, concussed Undertaker through that match at WrestleMania 30. And that's what people don't remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. he carried uh, Goldberg to a semi-decent match uh, at... Was that 33 or 34? That was 34, where he lost the Universal title to Lesnar. That was at 34. That was at 34? Yeah, that was in Florida. Okay. Um, was there 34? Wasn't in Orleans? 30, 30s in New Orleans. Uh, wait, 33. What, what, 33 might have been in Orlando. 34. This year's 36. Or- this is 36 or 35? This was 35. Okay, I'm thinking t- this year was 36. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, 33 was in Orlando. You're right, you're right, yeah. right. By so, the way, I'm trying to fix Sam's pixelating, so go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> look, look, I'm all Yo, he color. looks pasty, bro. He looks I sick know, no, now. No, 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 because now I got to add... I look like The Undertaker right now. I got to add some some color. And see. And I look pasty now, too. <laughs> ah, don't worry about my pixelating. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Um, what I, I'll say about Lesnar is he's the smartest wrestler in the business right now, besides maybe uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he wrestles the limited schedule, gets paid more than anybody else. He's re- wrestling a style that, uh, you know, uh, conserves his body. and uh, He's doing a safe style. Right. He doesn't have to take as many bumps as, as um, you know, most of the roster. And it's all about money at the end of the day. He's getting paid. So um, I feel like a lot of people shit on Lesnar. But, uh, man, he might be the smartest guy in the room right now. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, he's a... Uh... And he's, he's getting paid, and he's talented as hell. He is. If when he wants to go, he could go. Uh, one one thing I, I wanted, uh, and we did touch on it in the last episode, but I just kind of want to get uh, Leo's point of view real quick. No, go ahead. Huh? Um, I feel like people are sometimes biased on who they like and who they don't like, and then when something goes wrong, they tend to shit on the person they dislike. I feel like Goldberg and Taker are equally to blame for this, and of the, course. Reason why is Goldberg, he'll tell you himself, he was never a mat technician. He was a no. spectacle. That's what he was. He was, he was a always, draw. He was a draw. He was always a spectacle. He was, he'll tell you himself, he was never a mat technician. There was an aura about him. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest here. I love Taker. I love him yeah. to death. But since 30, he's been on a downhill. Okay. And besides that Lesnar feud, which mm-hmm. was pretty good, he hasn't really done much that, that wowed you. He should have retired a long time ago. And I feel like all the blame is to Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he concussed himself, but Taker botched the tombstone and could have broke Goldberg's neck. E- even if yeah. he didn't concuss himself. And that was before the Bosch jackhammer. Yeah, so even if he didn't concuss himself, right, at their age, right, they can't put a whole match together. Unless you're Christopher Daniels. 
Well, but Christopher Daniels. He's a different species. But, but okay, Claire. but check this out. Woo! But check this out. Christopher Daniels is smaller. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's thinner. He's more agile. Active and active. So what, what does that tell you? Like, if you are in football, right, and you're this big, big lineman that you're crashing into people, your shelf life is not that long. Mm-hmm. So now turn it over into the ring. Somebody that size cannot go that long. No. They cannot go that long. So now Christopher Daniel, yeah, as old as he can be. But when you look at these two guys, right, again, yeah, you could blame both of them. But what to your point, what you're saying is when they like somebody, they'll blame the other guy. This is like what's happening in the Dominican Republic, right? It's okay for you to talk shit about your guy, but when somebody else talks about it, you're going to defend them. Yeah. No, the Undertaker's the best. No, Goldberg's the best. No, they were the best in their prime. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to see. And that's the, the whole thing about the nostalgia act was good when it was good. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, okay, wh- what are you going to do? And it also doesn't help the fact that the show was in Saudi Arabia. Right. No, but even if it was here, though. No, but I feel like that wouldn't happen if it was here. From what I understand, the the conditions in the arena were like close to 100 degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think is Undertaker should do one more match, and I think it should be with AJ Styles, so he doesn't go out the way he did because he deserves better than that. Okay, so who goes over on that match? AJ Styles it has to. No, he's got. To. It's not gonna happen. He's it's not gonna to. happen. It's not gonna happen because then, then what you would have done is not have Brock Lesnar go over, not have Roman Reigns go over. You know what I mean? So. At the end of the day, they want Taker to go out on top. Well, we don't necessarily know that. But what they're for gonna... all we know is he's signed for the next uh, Saudi Arabia show. For the next next all we 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 don't even know what the the, yeah. the, the, the contract is for Taker. He could man, as much. I don't want to see him in the took... ring. He could be wrestling for the next five years. I know he took down all this. Oh like, God, man! He should have been doing the Comic Con thing, and he now sh- he... he should have been a Starcast, man. Yeah. Yeah, but now this? check this out. At the end of the day, Ric Flair and how sick he is, right? And he's cheated death seventeen times in the last three months, right? If Saudi Arabia is willing to pay what they paid the Undertaker to Ric Flair, Ric Flair is walking down that ramp. I don't think WWE is going to allow him to walk down that he, ramp. Rick, no, I, I feel like Ric no, Flair might have dementia. No, bro. I I think you're wrong, Sammy, because right now just. WWE going to Saudi Arabia, they don't call the shots. But it's unsafe, dude. These yeah, these wrestlers shouldn't be wrestling, man. They got um, they're taking the money. They're not, taking the and, money, and that's the self and that's selfish from the company's part because you're 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 liable for these people's lives, man. How much? Yo, money? Taker or Goldberg could have died. Okay, how much money did they make on this show? This show was four times more profitable than you WrestleMania. Know what, you know what money? Blood money. That's but the money. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's still green at the end of the day. That yeah, that that does not say that that they that, pass that say, physical. It's a okay. bad taste for me as okay. a as a wrestling fan okay. that WWE's doing that. Cause they go you know you know what's the funny part about that I too? Know. God forbid he would have broke his neck. He would have he would he would have something bad would have happened mm-hmm. to Goldberg because he botched first, okay? Yeah. If that would have ended bad. Okay. Everybody that's talking shit about Goldberg, like, oh, Goldberg, they would have felt like a piece of shit if something yeah. bad would have happened to him. And, yeah. and, I, and I totally understand that. But what I'm, what I'm, the way that I see it, right, I'm playing devil's advocate, right? Because, so now you have this money coming in, right? And what we're getting here with this, with this, do we call it even a pay-per-view? 
Do we call it a house show? Free purview. Like it's a glorified house show. Glorified house show. Okay, so we're having the same gripe, the same fight against this show as we do, where Vince and the WWE doesn't care about the fans; they care about their stockholders. In this case, they don't care about the talent or the fans and what we feel. That's horrible. They dude. care about what Saudi Arabia is going to pay them. Uh, That's what at the end of the at, day at comes the, down to. At the end of the day, they got to pass the physical. They, not in Saudi Arabia. I think so. Not in Saudi Arabia. I think so. I don't think WWE would put Ric Flair in a ring. He he didn't even take a bump for Batista. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. And this is one of the rare times I'm going to disagree with you. I feel like if there was a physical emotion, Taker and Goldberg would have passed. Of course. You don't think so? You tell him he's in great shape. Goldberg, maybe before he knocked himself out, but Taker, no. Have Taker. Goldberg's in great. I mean, uh, Taker's in great shape too. Okay, but uh, what? What? Okay, Okay, but you could be physically in great shape, but if you can't fucking touch your toes, that something's off there. You shouldn't be in the ring. So tell me something, Sammy. You're working out now, right? Yeah. Okay. When you got on the bike or you ran or whatever, right? When you do cardio, Mm. right? Taker cannot do cardio. And the number one thing you need in wrestling, and any wrestling fan can tell you this because we've all looked into Google, how to become a wrestler. What is the number one thing they tell you? You need cardio. Yeah. Speaking of cardio, uh, it's crazy. Oh, I thought you are going to be like a Chris Jericho and like plug. No, no, go, no, 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 no. We, we, we don't have sponsors yet. <laughs> but, hey, if we, if we, we're looking for sponsors. But one th- it's funny you mentioned cardio just yeah. now because I was listening to Taz's podcast mm-hmm. this week, and he touched on the the. Goldberg and Undertaker uh, yeah. uh, the match if you want to call it a match Debacle. and one of the things that Taz did mention was they got blown up quick before even Goldberg knocked himself out of course so their their cardio wasn't there and also Taz without burying both he said that mm. sometimes you just don't uh, there's no uh, chemistry sometimes yeah. and not saying that he's saying that maybe the match would have been a little bit better 15, 20 years mm-hmm. ago but he also said maybe they just didn't have chemistry either. No, yeah. because the chemistry also helps you with, with the adrenaline. Taz right. did touch on that, saying that their cardio yeah. was shot. So come on. you, you t- There's been a bunch of times, and I love Undertaker. I'm not shitting on the guy. That Taker mm-hmm. shouldn't have been, been in the ring. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how great shape you are. If you can't touch your toes, yeah. if you can't do certain things, bro, yo, you shouldn't be in the ring. We got to see what that physical entails because we've seen people in their 20s Get turned mm. away by WWE yeah. and said, and there you go. we can't sign you WWE okay. contract. And you got Taker in there at, what, but, 52, 54? Exactly. Like but now, go, going back to the, any physical, right? Right. So, you have to at least be able to run a mile, right? Yeah. At least in, like, more less than an hour or whatever. Unless you're Taker, run a mile with Jace. <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> We don't know he could run a mile. But he got it, long legs. I, I, okay. I, do you really think Taker could pass a physical? Maybe no. Goldberg. I, I'm sorry, th- dude. Taker can, I man. I saw Taker. He looked like he was in great shape. Okay, but you But just because you look cut. Yeah. In, okay, but Sam, cut, cut so, is this. Oh, not running. You know how just because you're in great shape doesn't mean that you can compete in a ring and you could pass a physical. Yeah. There's a ton of people that are in great shape but can't pass a certain yeah. physical to do a certain now, thing. Now, by the way, let's put the disclaimer out there. I don't think, uh, I know I can't pass a physical. So I don't know. My, Here's my thing. Because that's the first thing they're going to say. Well, why are you guys talking like, about this? Think shit? about this one. There's a bunch of wrestlers that aren't in shape and they're wrestling every day because yeah. they pass physicals. Fat Joe. Yeah. I mean, Fat Joe. Samoa Joe. <laughs> Fat Joe Samojo. Same thing. difference. <laughs> I don't think, especially at the Saudi Arabia show, I don't think that they would risk putting these guys in the ring at Are the Saudi sure? Arabia show 
where they're already trying to downplay that they're yeah. in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Kinda, they say Jeddah instead uh-huh. of Saudi Arabia, I know, right? But, but they did, though. But, but here's the thing. I don't think that they would put those two in the ring if they didn't pass the physical. Because God forbid if one of them died. Uh-huh. Which they're not going to die. In Saudi Arabia. Do you okay. know the bad press yes, that they would but, get? But the, they're already putting themselves out there by going there in the first place. And That's booking true. this match. And this that, match should have never happened. They're both that, old. That shows you that yeah. money Talk. I feel like you're giving WWE a little bit too much credit here. Bro. I don't know, man. It's a billion dollar company. Okay. I don't think. Okay, but how did any, it get to that any, billion any, Okay, we know it's the money here. Of the course. money is what's drawing this, of and course. I get it from a business standpoint. Rafael business stand- Ramos saying Ke- uh, Kevin Owens too. He doesn't look in shape, but in a business standpoint, I get why they booked Goldberg and Taker. Business right. standpoint, I get it, but when it comes to health here. Come on, bro. They shouldn't have been in the ring. No, that was I, a, that was a this hazard, is what, This dude. is what I'm going to say. I don't think they should have been in the ring, but I don't think that they didn't pass their physical. That's where my take is at. I think that they passed their physical because WWE wouldn't allow anybody to get in the ring if they didn't pass certain, you know, checkpoints on their okay. physical health. You know, uh, you know, you know who else is going to be booked for Money in the Sand 3 and is going to pass the physical? Who? You know who? Who? Just, just saying, just saying. At the rate they're going, now, yeah. I would not be surprised. But, and they put the good old Hulkster in a tag match. But that's why I said about Ric Flair. Again, at the end of the day, they they put uh, restrictions or, or whatever tangible whatever on the contract. We're gonna go ahead and pay you a hundred million dollars or whatever they're paying to the WWE, the Saudi government. Mm. But we want this name, this name, this name. Out of those ten, you got to give me at least seven. So they're going to get The Undertaker. Now, you have The Undertaker out there. He goes to this physical, right? And he fails. This money involved is going to make him get into that ring. I feel like Vince, Vince, listen, like, man, just pay, just pay, just based on some of the stuff that's been coming out, man, in the past couple weeks, I'll say a month or two, yo, I love WWE. I want their product to get better, but let's not act like there's no shady shadiness that of happens course. in the company. And I would not be surprised if maybe it's not coming from Vince, but somebody else underneath Vince goes like, "Yeah, hey, loses some paperwork, bro." They're doing. Of course. They're, listen, forget about the speculation whether Taker or or Goldberg pass the physical. They're doing business with Saudi Arabia. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> Not so, even the U.S. government is doing business with Saudi Arabia. Come on, man. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Here, here's what I'll say, and I, I say we should wrap up with it because mm. we did touch on it uh, on the show. At the but ECW. I think we're going a little bit more detail now, though, yeah. with this, Leo. This is what I'll say about it. Ric Flair is the greatest of all time because he was older than the both of them doing a fucking ladder match with Edge. Okay. Again. Ric Flair is smaller. He's not. No, no. He's smaller but, in size compared to Taker but, Goldberg. Okay, no, yeah. no. And, and I'm not taking any credit from what you're saying. And I do see where you're coming from with the right. age part. But when you are a heavyweight like Taker is. And remember early in his career, he would do the whole walk and come down and then yeah, flying through. No oh, jumping. Okay. Dude, fucking jumping off the ring. Jumping from the ring to the outside. Exactly. He doesn't do, no he doesn't more. do okay. that either. But why? Because he can't. Because. Every wrestler, Mick Foley said this, every wrestler has only so many bumps in mm-hmm. them before they have to retire. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair, uh, and Ric Flair used most of his, but later in his career, right. earlier in his career, he was, he was doing 
The Miz uh, safe mode thing. Leo just said right now, a certain wrestler, uh, wrestlers have a certain bump card, right? Yeah. You listened to the recent episode of JR's podcast this week, right? Yeah, Mick Foley. God. He said yeah. when Mick Foley got to the WWF at the time, yeah. right? His bump card was already shot at of that course. point. Bro, he, and, and, yeah. and it's funny because Foley, I remember him saying, he was like, one time I took a bump. And as soon as I took the bump, and it was a bump on a house show on a cement floor, right? And yeah. he said that as soon as he took that bump, like, you know when you sit there and you have to, like, rethink your life decisions? <laughs> yeah. Okay? I've done it a couple times. Okay. <laughs> so he said he's laying on the floor looking up at the lights, and he's saying, maybe I shouldn't have taken that bump. Right. Why? Because now you just took a bump in a house show that's not on TV, that only those people there are going to see it. Yeah, you want to put on a show, but you're wasting that bump. Right. There, there was a, a, a little gif or gif, whatever, that came out a couple of days ago where Foley gets punched. And he goes from the, the rail, like flips over, hits the other rail, and then flips over and then lands on the floor. You don't need to take that bump. If you go, if you go back and watch the, the Edge and um, Mick Foley match from WrestleMania 22, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, that hardcore match. I, I, yo, this guy was taking bumps at that time, right, which was the tail end of, the, of his career. I'm like, yo, this guy must not have kneecaps, dude. Yeah. But now, but table. now, but now yeah. he's paying for that. Yeah. Now he's paying for that. So now let's let's go back to where we started at the beginning. Goldberg didn't take all those crazy bumps. Mm-mm. But Goldberg doesn't have the body of a wrestler. He has the body of a bodybuilder, of a football player. And also, he didn't have that in-ring talent, so he didn't have to necessarily take the bumps yeah. that some of these other wrestlers were taking. But now from the whole lifting weights, and I mean, and you lift weights now, I'm pretty sure you're sore the next day, right? When you do an extra rep and you do an extra thing. Right. Now imagine when you're 50 like Goldberg, like when you could barely get up out of bed, so now you have to go and do a match. Again, your body is is different, and that's what people don't get. It like when you look at the Undertaker. The Undertaker has a basketball body. Yeah. Goldberg has a football body. Right. What body does mankind have, or McFoley? A dad body. That's it. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say a garbage man. <laughs> But, no, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you put these two guys together, Goldberg and Undertaker, and we love them because they're part of our childhood. And and, and, and I think that's the reason why I, I feel very passionate this, and I, it hurts me mm-hmm. um, that 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 people are bashing one or the other. Um, they, you know, I get money talks, man. I, I really get that money does talk. And if hey, and I, if I was in their position, I probably would have taken the money too. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But man. That could have ended really bad, man. It could have ended really, really bad. It's not ethical. And I don't and, and and in a way, I don't even blame them too much. I kind of I blame the company. Cause you, you're, you're not caring. You're not cause you're offering them money. You're offering these legends and these people that shouldn't be in the ring, whether you like them or not. To money that they can't refuse. Shawn Michaels didn't refuse the money, but Shawn Michaels is a different breed. But you're, you're offering these bags of money to these wrestlers that shouldn't be in the ring. They shouldn't be wrestling. And, yo, unless the day that something bad happens in the ring, that's when they're going to learn. And it's going to be too late at that point. Okay, but that's the way wrestling is. That's the How many times did you have Chris Benoit jump off the top rope and hit the guy with his head until you knew that the guy was fucked up when he ended up killing his family? Mm-hmm. You knew that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Especially with all the all the stuff that we know. No, no, about no. But, but what I'm saying is this: like, it's not a reactive 
decision. It's a pro, like you're doing it after the fact. It's not proactive. But proactive is when you do before. But it's a reaction. You're basically right. going back after it happens. So they're going to keep pushing the envelope. And if your boy's going to be on there the next Money in the Sand, you know he's at least going to take one bump. Money in the Sand 4. <laughs> he's going to take one bump because that's what they want. What's the next one? Crown... Crown Jewel? Doesn't well, matter. We don't, we don't even know. Doesn't we don't even matter. know the name, bro. We, we're gonna keep them. We're gonna keep calling them money in the sand, dude. I like that. We should get that trademark. <laughs> I know everybody keeps telling us that. Um, and and one thing to add on to what you no, what add, add on to what Leo was saying about the the height difference, right? How, right? Look at us. We're smaller than Leo. We look our age are younger. Leo looks like he's fifty. So no, it, but, but, <laughs> but no, but but that's the thing. Because like, he's taller. Than but us. when you're taller, your knees hurt more. Anybody than Anybody want the peanut? Yeah, the peanut. <laughs> so okay. So now with Andre the Giant, we saw him at the tail end of his career. He looked like shit. He was yeah, hurting, man. He looked terrible. And hey, and there's an argument to be made back then that he wasn't passing the physicals either. Okay, Mario. When I don't you, think they had a physical back then. Okay. And what makes you think they have a physical now for Taker? Uh, because we have to make it look because like it is. We have we to make have it. To make it. Exactly. We have to make Mark, it. Mark was it Callaway, whatever the fuck Mark his name Ka- is. We we have he to passed. make it. I, I, I'm I'm shocked at Sam's take because I feel like he would like Yeah, what the fuck? Sam? No, 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 no. no, no. They I don't want. let Alexa Bliss in the ring some night. But Alexa Bliss is younger. Yes. Because Younger, they want to extend and, her. And it, come on, it's Saudi Arabia. They didn't have a women's match there, bro. Come if he didn't pass it physically, he wouldn't be wrestling. That's and I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you're completely wrong on that. But the fact that you wouldn't put it past them, the fact that they would do something shady like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't put it past anybody. To do so if it, let's say let's say a couple months from now, right, for the next Money in the Sand, yes. Money in the Sand four, right? Which we could just and, replay this exactly, it, <laughs> and it comes out. Taker's not passing physicals. To, I'm not saying it will, but let's say Taker or, ta- or certain talents, yes. right? Because guess what? Triple H is an employee of the WWE, so he doesn't have to take the regular physical as some of the other talents. There might be a loophole that if... Okay. okay. There you if, go. If there you're you go. a part-timer. Okay. That, like, uh-huh. remember the Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Ex- exactly. Uh-huh. Right. So, so now, okay. come on, he's, man. He's come around. on. You're coming, coming around, around, Sam. He's coming around. Come on. Okay. We got, we got to got give him. you one. We, we got him. We got him. We got him. We, got him. we finally got him. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Let's wrap up the show. Let's say we're done. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no but we, we, we finally convinced Sam. Yes! But, but, Air five, uh, five. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man! Yes! But, but that's what it is at the end of the day. And it goes back to what we always say here about, no, they don't care about us. They don't care about the fans. They don't. They don't. All they care about at the end of the day is the shareholders and the money. The fact that they're right. doing business with Saudi Arabia, that says it all. Yeah, it screams. Again, when the U.S. government is telling you no, <laughs> the U.S. government is telling you no, and you're like, eh, what's the worst that can happen? God damn it, they're, they're good people. I go to 7-Eleven all the time. That's Oops, good did shit. I that out? No, yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> they said that they're going to try and change Saudi Arabia. But... You know who is changing the world, though? Who? AEW. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. How long did it take to sell it out? Uh, 15, 15 minutes. minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Probably because they had sight issues. You, what, what I do... Um, 15. What I do, the, the only negative out of this, and it has really nothing to do with the company, because I'm glad they're making... They literally mm. are making history. And it's not the ticket prices. Go ahead. Ticket I prices do, are great. No, no, no. Hold on. I, 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 I just find it like... Dale. That 
even like if you're not gonna watch AEW, then don't watch yeah. it or whatever. But there's still that negativity. But that, don't talk shit about and it. And that's the poison of wrestling fans, which I talk shit about wrestling fans all mm-hmm. the time because I dislike those type of people. Where if you're not gonna watch the product, why are you even talking about yeah. it? Like who let let this alternative do their thing. At the next wrestling show that you guys go to, you should set up a table. You know that changed my mind guy. Like he's a conservative and he yeah. goes to like mm-hmm. set up a table and say uh, WWE is better than AEW. Change my mind <laughs> and just record. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because you're gonna have people on, on both sides and they're gonna shit on AEW because they don't know about AEW. Because in their head it's just WWE and that's it. And I feel like people that just are the, the people that hate AEW. Not only AEW, MLW, yeah. Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, eh. Ring um, of Honor, Ring of Honor, circa 2017. Yeah, New Japan. Any people that is just so anti, anti everything else that is not WWE, they yeah. just don't have an open mind. Anything like, outside the universe. Exactly. Like have an open mind. Don't you realize that this is a good thing for the boys and the girls in the wrestling world that there's so many options their minds might change once they see uh aw on tnt i feel like a lot of it is that they don't want to go out of their way to go and try and find no, 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 no. the alternative so wrestling. when you were growing up and the monday night wars were going on yeah did you have a favorite yeah wwf okay did you check out wcw absolutely at the beginning beginning or after a while once i realized it was out there Okay. Because I didn't even realize it was out there. I think the first taste I got of WCW was, mm. I think they had this like electric chair match. <laughs> oh wow! Do you remember? Yeah, that? It wasn't it? Ele- Foley was in that match. Wasn't it? A, wasn't it an electric cage match? <laughs> Some yeah. you, need, you need to make sure we name this the Mick Foley episode. I'm almost positive <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher was in that match. Okay, Mick Foley. I think it was at a. a fucking halloween havoc and i remember my cousins watching it i put wheelchair hold on electric go ahead go ahead go ahead Keep yeah talking. and go. i i was like what is this this isn't hulk hogan this isn't ultimate warrior what what is this and then i remember <laughs> flipping through the channels and on tbs it was saturday TBS, night yeah saturday night yeah saturday and i'm like yeah, WCW saturday night. wrestling on what is this and then i started watching it I always had an open mind to wrestling because I was always a wrestling fan. What the fuck is this? I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you see what I'm talking about? I'm here? looking at it now. Right. So, what, so what was the match? The Chamber of Horrors match. That's Halloween it. Havoc, 1991. You want to see it. who was in there? Yes. Better, let me dance. bring it back. Because that was oh. my... I still remember. They had them in the in the, the chair. The Steiner brothers are there. They had them in the chair. Oh, fuck. And they would act this. like they're getting shocked. Right? So you have the Steiner brothers there. Abdullah the Butcher is in there. Right. You can kind of make out a couple of people. But it was called the Chamber of Horrors match. Halloween Havoc, 1991. Vader was go. in there. Look, there it is. There you go. Oh that my was my God. first taste of WCW. My cousins, Robert and Philip, if they're watching, shout out to them. Uh, they introduced me to wrestling. <laughs> and they were watching that. And I remember being a little kid. Being like, what the fuck am I watching? This is not Hulk Hogan. This is not what I know. You know, you know to, to kind of fast forward till now, right? Uh, like, your reaction. To, like, so your reaction when you was a kid watching that, you was like, what the fuck am I watching, right? Right. So fast forward to now. Let's say if a family, they got together to watch Double or Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And that kid is like, you know, the father tells the kid, we're going to watch something else that's not the WWE. And the first thing they get is that Battle Royal where it's like so many, <laughs> it's like so much shit happening. You have a guy with no legs, a Joey Janela getting burnt with a cigarette when nobody's doing it, which I did uh, see the full clip yeah. of Jimmy Havoc stapling the cigarette. Yeah. But like the camera angles are so bad that there was so much shit happening, right? See, we don't just bury WWE. We're also yeah, burying yeah. AEW. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Joey Janela is just screaming because he right. has a cigarette. Oh, let's 
cigarette on his that face. That was an absolutely terrible. So like, imagine that kid probably had the same reaction that what you did. What the fuck is this? What? The, what is this? <laughs> yeah. But and your eyes are like this. But but yeah. now you're interested. Now you want to see what that is. Mm-hmm. Now you want to try it out. Now you want to see who the hell is this Joey Janela guy mm-hmm. and why does he do shit like this? Uh, we have Jessica Hoffman saying, I watched both WWE and WCW. I think we all did watch both, right. but there was a point where you had a favorite and then you would have to choose the other one. Yeah, absolutely. And I did choose Monday Night Raw yeah. over Nitro. As long as there is a serious alternative to WWE, can only be a positive result. Keeps the product fresh. Our boy Jamie Simons is on there on the chat too. So at the end of the day, this whole AEW thing, right? It's good because it's good. It gives you that alternative. It gives you something different. Now, what are you going to do with it? You know what I mean? Now you have to see what you're going to do with it. Yeah. So they, they sold out. Right, they yeah, sold is. out. They they announced. Uh, they they we knew about the 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 match between Chris Jericho and Adam mm-hmm. Page for the first AEW World Championship, which is a beautiful title. Yes, it is. And we, you know, anybody that didn't think this match was going to happen deserves a congratulations. But they officially announced Moxley Omega at All Out. That yes. should be really interesting because you have a brawler and you got like a high flyer technical wrestler. I, I'm really excited to see how this match plays out. But another awesome thing is they're giving out fi- Fighter Fest for free. Yeah, yeah. on the on the, the BR app, the yeah, BR yeah. Live app. So we're definitely watching that. Uh, so real quick, uh, and I know we didn't get a chance to do a follow-up to the AEW because our show we did right before. Uh, Hugo Savinovich was part of the, the Luis Jimenez podcast a couple of days ago. So one of the questions that I asked him off the air when we were talking, remember the the Young Bucks and the and Lucha, Lucha Brothers? Brothers? That when we were watching it together, we were like, you know, why is, you know, um, Penta has to be hurt. Right. Because he got hurt in Impact when he was still with Impact. By the way, they the Lucha Brothers got moved to their alumni section mm-hmm. in Impact. So you yeah, could did. tell that the that the it everything is starting to become a little bit more exclusive. But mm-hmm. right. we were watching we were watching Double or Nothing together yep. and we saw like yo, Phoenix is in the ring, been in the ring more than Pentagon, and we obviously thought that Penta's probably still hurt. We went to the pe- Penta still hurt, but it wasn't. It was actually written like that, where Phoenix was gonna get the shine because in the states, Penta is the bigger draw mm-hmm. uh, out of that the, the, the tag team. Mm-hmm. So they actually gave him more leeway on what he had to do in the match. So again, when we're looking at something, don't just say, "Oh, this is crap." Try to look into it. We'll see what what the other story is. It's not just always like blame, blame, blame. Just look at it. You know what I mean? And then when you go back and look at that match, we know Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But now a lot other people know Phoenix now. So they get, it gave Phoenix more exposure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I thought he did a great job in that match. He did. He was flying all over that ring, and he looked great. So shout out to Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to touch on with the AEW? Uh... CM Punk, is he showing up? Nah. Nah, we're not talking about that, bro. <laughs> we're not talking about CM Punk. <laughs> Um, one thing, uh, one thing. I guess you could, we could, um, we could actually blend this in because we did watch New Japan uh, Dominion uh, last mm-hmm. weekend. But man, Moxley, he's the new United States champion in New Japan. He beat Juice Robinson with tights. With tights, I, I like the look. I love the, I love his New Japan entrance because he's coming through the crowd, all of the shield, mm-hmm. and I, I like the look. I'm into the look. Yeah, he's got the wrestling shoes on. Totally different look from his WWE days. And even his uh, AEW getup. So we get a totally different character in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I thought the match was what it was. It was like a brawl. Um, I I, I did like um, his his post-match... 
I guess, uh, promo when he talked about him being, um, he wants to be in the G1, and then also the backstage promo he cut where he got the young line, and he was like, you know what, I'm going to need a partner for the G1, so, because, um, you know, in between their one-on-one matches, they have tag matches, yeah. right? So he's like, I'm going to need a partner, and he's like, you could drive, right? And then he's like, the guy's like, Ugh, and he was like, yeah, you could drive, or whatever. He's like, hold my belt. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm all about giving back, so I love the fact that, you could tell Mox yeah. is having fun. Of course. He's having yeah. fun again. You can see the passion in his eyes, and I'm I'm stoked that he's going to be in the G1, yeah. or the speculation is he is going to be in the G1. Um, it's great. He it, yeah, he he, it's just great. I'm I'm happy for him. Hey, Rafi Ramos is saying the only thing I like from WWE right now is NXT and 205. I think that's more or less the same. Yeah, yeah without consensus. without giving too many, without giving any spoilers, man. The next couple of weeks for NXT is going to be shit that you're going to want to watch, man. It just shows the difference of. Uh, how NXT is getting booked and how yeah. they're such a great product and it's only an hour and it leaves you wanting more while you watch an episode of Raw and you're like, why am I watching this shit? Yeah. <laughs> it goes to the, the creative process and who's booking what and everything like that. But um, even though uh, John Moxley was talking bad about his days in the WWE, that whole uh, scenario with the young boy kind of reminded me of him and uh, what was that guy's name? The child molester. Don't say James Ellsworth. That's bro. it. James Ellsworth. Yeah. Can we cut his mic off? No! Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. I, I, I get, I, no, no, no. I get the comparison, but I was never I was never into the whole James Ellsworth thing. I was totally Neither was I. I was against it from day one. I'm like, why do they got this guy? Like, why are they giving him so much shine? And people were like on it. And it was what it was with him. I was never a fan of the, the whole James Ellsworth thing. It's just ugh. <laughs> that that literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so, that's what it reminded me of. Um, going back to I, I, because he can't. Because I guess, I guess, I, could, I guess, I get what you're saying. Because James Ells, Ellsworth came off like a dweeb, like right. uh, on the on, on SmackDown, right? Yeah, and and Dean I get, was like trying to hype him up. I, and, like, then, hey. and John Moxley over here, after he beat the shit out of this young line, right? right? Now he's grabbing up. He's like, I'm gonna need a partner. He's like, You could drive, right? All right. Hold my belt, and he's right. just treating was, him like a three. So I do get the re- resemblance. I right. do get it, but um, yeah, man, James so, never was a so fan. So check of that. this out, right? So with the whole Jericho podcast, and I think we've all heard the Jericho podcast a couple of times, right? With uh, John Moxley, mm-hmm. what he's going to do in the next couple of months, and this is my opinion, what he's going to do in the next couple of months is take all the shitty storylines that they gave him, where he had ideas for. And revamp them to show that it can work. What if he shows up with that young line and says, okay, this is what James Elworth should have been. I don't want to go too left here, but imagine like in an episode of Being the Elite, he shows up and he's like, hey, remember my potted plant? Why well, upgrade it? And it's like a marijuana plant. <laughs> it could be that or it could be a palm tree. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Showing him uh-huh. getting through customs or whatever. Uh-huh. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Gets arrested. <laughs> now, now you have that creative control, which is what... Every wrestler wanted, and I don't know if you guys picked up on that line where he was like, you know, I got tired of watching wrestling because I could think of an idea and I would go and say, no, we have somebody for that. Mm-hmm. I could think of a promo. No, we have somebody for or that. Or he would say like, oh, man, I have such a great idea. I could do this. Oh, but WWE wouldn't let me. Yeah. They won't so, let me. So but now, I could do it somewhere else. So now take that Ellsworth deal, right? Take this this young line, which is probably, he's probably the next one in line to come up, mm-hmm. right? What's the best way to get him up? Put him in the G one as a tag team, even if it was. Yeah. But then again, you show that. It just, it just, it's, it's like the odd couple because uh, a stigma, I guess. Like mm-hmm. you would never think Moxie would be tagging with like some a Japanese guy, right? Can you imagine if he brings him to uh, 
to all out. Oh, or just has him like just but, has him with him like yeah. just a, again, he's giving him shine and you're adding you're adding more value to this kid that Of course. And he you know what? It, Moxie probably never heard of this dude, right? And was like, you mm. know what? You're you're gonna and the, they just told New Japan, uh, the higher ups in New Japan just told him like you're gonna work with Moxie, whatever, yeah. right? For you know he's gonna he's gonna beat you, whatever. He's like, one, okay, two, three. he's gonna be. And, and, and you know, obviously you're a young line, you're a young boy, so you're mm. like, okay, whatever. That that's my job, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Moxley, like, you know what? I'm gonna just grab this kid and like he's gonna be my tag partner in the G1, like I'm that. Like a like imagine if you're that kid, like wow, yeah. I'm now tagging with yeah. literally the hot one of. Arguably one of the hottest acts in the wrestling world. Do you, right. guys, do you guys remember Maven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, was it uh, Harco Holly that he was with at the beginning? I think it was. Well, he was feuding with Taker. No, no, no. Uh, before after, basically. So you take a Maven and you put him with a made guy, and it makes him look better, mm-hmm. right? So that's the best way because now you have that that top guy giving his stamp of approval because he's not going to work with anyone. So now this guy's a made man. You know what I mean? So now, the, again, that's the way to bring him up. John Cena, what was his debut against? Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle. The first couple of matches, Angle took care of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So again, that's why now he's able to show, I have the creative control. This is what it should have been. This is where the plant should the, the plant should have been. <laughs> so now you take the whole plant and uh, the list of Jericho. Now you can really show what it, what it could have been with the creative and everything. Because you know both of those guys can get stuff over. And Moxley's a creative dude, and he's yeah. very like witty when it comes to shit. So I can only imagine some of the stuff that we're going to see in, in those tag matches in the G1. But speaking about the G1, um, Shingo, he 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 went to the finals of the Best of the Super Juniors with Osprey. Mm-hmm. If you guys have not watched that match, you guys need to watch it. This is going to be a match that we talk about at the end of the year. Will Osprey is just giving like match of the year candidate matches. Like it's it just... That dude's a machine, but uh, Shingo, he's not too far out from there. He's probably going to be a, uh, a guy that we talk about at the end of the year when it comes to our breakout stars of the year. But um, Shingo did announce, after being the best of the Super Juniors, mind you, he looks like a heavyweight already. Yeah. He announced that he wants to be part of the G1. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Will Ospreay had a match because um, he won the best of the Super Juniors. He had an incredible match with Dragon Lee. Yeah. Uh, we were watching that. I forget, like it was five, six in the morning. Yeah, we, were watching we had that. a long night that night. <laughs> uh, we were watching that match. They both tore it up. I was wiped. Um, and well, Osprey surprisingly, because I really thought you actually knew Will Osprey was gonna win, right? Yeah, I called that one. I, I thought Will Osprey was gonna take the L because I instantly thought like, yo, this guy has to be part of the G one. Yeah. He was part of the New Japan Cup. Yeah, I know they put him in the best of the Super Juniors, but I'm like, yo, this guy has to be in the G one with mm-hmm. all these performances. He wins the junior heavyweight championship, but then he said he wants to be the hybrid mm-hmm. between the junior division and the heavyweight division. So he's daring New Japan to put him in the G1. So it's like, yo, so we already have Shingo, Will Ospreay, and Moxley, right? That they, they declare they want to be part of the G1. And it couldn't get any better. And now? Now we have the debuting Kenta, yes. which used to be Hideo Tommy in, in WWE. Now he shows up in New Japan, right? And now he declares he wants to be part of the G1. This is going to be a really interesting tournament, man. Takeover. Did you peep the shirt? The, the shirt said <laughs> Takeover. That shirt is... Um, that was He had something like that before he went to WWE, didn't he? What, the Takeover the take, shirt? Takeover. No. That wasn't something? No, I don't think I've seen that one. No. In Noah? Because I, I think he had a shirt that kind of looked like that, like it had that style, 
But right. the word takeover, I've never seen it on him. And okay. again, and it's a whole thing going back to, you know what I mean? Like, so NXT I have stuff. mixed feelings about the whole Kenta being part of New Japan. And, and it might be an op- unpopular opinion, but I don't give a shit. Um, I get that they ain't use him right in WWE. Mm-hmm. I get that 110%. Mm-hmm. But let's not act like he was it, it was it was an underwhelming run for him in WWE because he kept, he was he was catching a lot he was getting a lot of injuries. He kept yeah. How do we know that the same ain't gonna happen with him in New Japan? Well, here's what I'll say. I feel like uh, by automatically changing his name, you take away part of his confidence because now it's like this is what we signed you for, but we want you to do this instead, and then it takes somebody who is an artist like a, like a professional wrestler and makes them doubt themselves. Um, I think that his run was underwhelming. I'm not making excuses for the guy. Uh, you know, he got in, injured and his, his run was a little snake bitten, especially when they brought him to two Oh five live and things like that um, to try and bring eyes to the, to the show. But um, I feel like that whole name change kind of messes with people sometimes, especially if you're coming mm-hmm. all the way from a, a totally different country. Uh, they change your name to change everything about you and and then expect you to be this, the same almost or bring that same kind of energy that you brought from. Mm. It, it was doomed from the beginning. The minute he wasn't Kenta anymore, it was a wrap, I feel like. Now, now character-wise, it was totally different, right? I mean, it, you could see because, because you could see the sprinkle of Kenta, but uh-huh. then they had him in like a gimmick where it was a put, and and I'm not and like I'm not trying to say that this is what WWE was trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. But like they had him with the stupid attire, like Dragon Ball Z type shit. And I'm not saying that it was dra- Dragon Ball Z adjacent, but they had him with like the stupid yeah. thing with the belt and the yeah, and what what yeah like. I, I don't know, like I, 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 I in the GTS. No. Yeah, I, like I get Sam's point of view, and I'm not saying mm. you're wrong, and you're definitely right. But also, like, let's not act. Also, that there, there has been name changes, and it's worked out for certain people, like a Finn Balor and like a Kevin Owens. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's but, like it, I guess it depends on also the. Okay. It depends on the star, and like uh-huh. even look at the new crop of talent that we're getting. Um, in NXT right now, you got Shane Strickland, you got ACH, you got um. Uh, what's his face? Um, you have so much. Can't think of the dude's name. Uh, Trevor <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Trevor <Die> Jack. <laughs> Trevor Trevor Lee. They changed their names. Hey, Jackovich. And I'm not even a fan of those names. I think, I think Shane Strickland's name is Isaiah Scott. Like uh, I'm not a fan of those names, but I'm still gonna call him their indie yeah, name. I mean, so, it might be Smarky in my end, but I don't like no, those names. And, and that's fine. But they, so, uh, DJ Z. Yeah. Um. He got like um, Joaquin Joaquin Wild, I think. Joaquin Phoenix. But but to to Sammy's point, right? So you said Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. But character-wise, it's still the same guy. It's still Prince Devitt and Kevin Steen. Well, well, Finn Balor now, he's not really much Prince. He was more Prince Devitt in NXT than he is now. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. But uh, true to Sammy's point, you come in with that attitude your characters still stay the same the only thing that changes is coming to the ring finn balor but it's still prince devitt it's still that attitude and then also i think also with kenta he wasn't really much of a character he was just a worker like right. nakamura is a worker and a character you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. and let's not even get into nakamura and, but I, I, not like okay Ooh. Is he on TV? Kenta, Kenta, to me, why he's a great... Well, he was a great worker. He he, he needs to prove to me something in New Japan, right? Yeah. Because in WWE, he wasn't... He 
He was shit. I'm, I'm being honest no, here. No, and no, that's fine. not hating no, on no, Kenta. No, 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 I just got to be honest. That's why I posted the thing that, on, on our Facebook page yeah. of the of the, of the the video game. Like, um, this is Kenta's career in the WWE. And it's just him, you know, jumping off the road and hitting his head. Just for, but, like... Now, how lucky do you have to be that in the game you have that glitch? <laughs> which means this is actually what happens. So, like... <laughs> His work is great, but his yeah. character, it's kind of boring. Let's so, take a, another guy like Sammy Callahan who came to NXT and then they changed his his look. His look and then on top of it, his name and everything like that. And it's like, okay, you signed me to be me, but now you don't want me to be me. Mm-hmm. The thing with, with Kenta is, like you said, he wasn't a character in Noah. You bring him over here. You change his name. Now he's... Now he's a little conflicted. Should yeah. I still be the same or should I try to learn mm-hmm. this WWE style? Should I change what I do or should I stay the same? Yeah. Now you got a, a somebody that's in their own head overthinking mm-hmm. and they're not going to produce the same kind of quality art. Because that's what wrestling is. It's, it's performance art. art. It's yeah. an art form. Yeah. So I, that's the way I feel about I, it. And I just hope he doesn't get hurt. Help. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't yeah. get hurt in Japan. Because yeah. then it's going to give him a chance to grow on that character. to Whatever the new character is. It's not like he's going to start and then stop because he gets injured. It's going to give him time to actually build that character. I'm just thinking about the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Come on, Sam. You want to know you want to laugh, bro. Yeah, man. That's, uh... if, you guys have, <laughs> if you guys have not seen it, you can go to at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. People are going to think I'm a Kenta <laughs> hater, bro. Uh, nah. We just, just call it. a spade a spade it's on just the show. Fu- it's just cool. funny, man. It's funny. Yeah. Little it shit like that is funny. So now, man. what did you guys think of Dominion as a whole? Like the, the, I thought it was a good show. I don't think it was as great as some of the previous Dominions, but okay. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, it was a good show. The ending was a little underwhelming. Uh, we kind of both Why? looked at each other kind of like, Why? You know? <laughs> the match had an old school feel to it, but uh-huh. the ending was super underwhelming. Yeah. Like, it was just a roll-up. It was a roll-up, yeah. It was like that, a was it. And that, that was it. Um, no tights. I, I will say something that that's it. That I'm laughing about now. Now that's it. So Sam, we're watching this or whatever, uh-huh. and Jericho after the match, Jericho just beating the shit out of Okada, right? Yeah. So Tanahashi, he was doing commentary for the Japanese uh commentary, yeah, yeah. right? He gets up and he gets in there, right? So Sam goes like. Man, I need to get me some hair like Tanahashi. <laughs> Man, his hair is great. Like, well, like fuck you. Well, fuck you. When, when Tanahashi walks, like even at WrestleCon, we we saw him from a distance walking. It's like everything goes in slow motion, and it's yeah. just air. Just... He's got to have a shampoo deal somewhere. Yeah, in Japan, he's, he has to have. He's got to man. Yo, Sanko's like, man, I need to get me some hair like Tanahashi. That dude's hair is ridiculous. I, I think we all need that kind of hair. <laughs> so now, what's coming up next? So you have the the G one, the G one. Uh, one one more match I did want to touch on before yeah. uh, we wrap up on Dominion. Yo, Naito and Kota Bushi killed each other in this match again. Did you see that nasty bump? Yo, oh, my apron. I, I think God. I think Kota Bushi got like some vision problems now. Like he posted something on his Twitter and then he translated like. He can't. He can't see. Like uh, he has like uh, okay Mario. partial vision on the side of his eye or something oh, like that. Fuck. Okay, Mario, you just talked about the Hideo Tommy glitch on that on the game, right? <laughs> okay, that that uh, uh, suplex on the side of was the, the glitch. Was that glitch in real life? So here's an interesting take that I, <laughs> that I saw where people were saying, "Oh, you say Goldberg and Undertaker are unsafe," and then praise yeah, yeah. this 
You know? Well, I don't think anybody's praising it. I think everybody's like, holy shit, what like, the fuck are they doing? Like, we're laughing yeah. that he's not dead, basically. That's what I'm I, laughing at. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, is he going to finish the match? I, yo, but he got <laughs> up. Like, yo, that Kota Bushi's a machine, man. You okay. got to give him a lot of okay, credit. Okay, but now, now, how many bumps does that take away from him? Right. Now that spot. Now, who's tougher, Goldberg or Bushi? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. When they get to 50, we'll find out. Well, well, it's, okay, but... Also to you know to defend you know the the, the people that are praising or whatever which I, I think if you're if you love wrestling you're not gonna praise that spot you're gonna be like more concerned and I think right. of course for what I saw it was more concerned than praise yeah yeah we both were just like oh shit yeah because when I looked at it, I thought the dude was dead yeah like when I saw it like the way he landed and the way his neck and on the side which if again we're wrestling fans we Google shit like what is the ring made out of. Not just because Michael Cole tells you that's the hardest part of the ring. Hello, that is the, the hardest, hardest part, part of the, the ring. ring. It's the apron. Exactly. So the way he lands and with his neck, and we've seen Owen Hart break his neck, Stone Cold break. We've seen this shit before. So for they got to get up real quick after that. And then say, okay, I mean, I'm having issues. With, like, you know why. And, and, and I think for the people that are comparing Naito and Obushi with... Goldberg and Undertaker, there's no comparison there. Because no. you have Taker and Goldberg that shouldn't be in the ring and they're in their 50s, and then you have two other guys that are in their prime. It just was a bad spot. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So, right. what do we have next? Another um, match. Let's, let's go back to the WWE and let's talk about I don't want to go back to something that we could all agree on that's one of the best no. things going in the main roster, and that's the Firefly Funhouse. Yes. <laughs> That, that and, and he smushed that <laughs> rabbit, yo. <laughs> Damn. So talk about the flop because so, I have something so else that I think is hot. Some no. some things, some um, I guess uh, Easter eggs, if you will. Yes. Right. That that people pointed out about the segment was um the evil McMahon. <laughs> no, 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 that that was the week before. No, no, no. I'm saying. But one, one one of the things is that people were saying that Bray Wyatt was trying to take shots at Moxley uh-huh. and Jericho because when he started off the the segment, right? I believe I could be correct. I could be wrong here, but I believe. Bray Wyatt said Konnichiwa. Okay. Right? And then the rabbit, when he was talking, it's like he was trying to expose what the hell's going on in the funhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of like how Moxley kind of exposed what's go- what's going on in WWE. Yeah. And then when Bray Wyatt like was going to hammer the, the rabbit and kill mm-hmm. the rabbit, if you will, but if he does, I wouldn't be surprised if the rabbit comes back next week. Cause the he, rabbit's got to come back. He's got bandages. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> he, he, he got ate up. He got ate up uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago, right? right? And then he came back. So Bray Wyatt had a clown nose, a clown nose and then makeup kind of like similar to yes, Jericho was that. Yep. that was red and he had a clown nose, you know, kind of saying like Jericho's a clown or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's just Bray Wyatt, you know, just trolling the audience and make people like us think. I don't right. think it's something to did go the, left with. Did they ever find out what the, what the coded phrases were that he said, oh, if you go back to January to April, like there was some... No, I, I didn't I didn't even bother It's never looking. been decoded, right? No, no, pe- people have decoded. I think it's somewhere out in the social web, okay. but I, I didn't bother yeah. looking into so, it. So now the Firefly, yeah, it's good, right? It's entertaining But shit. I think another thing, and we did say it, that it was going to be good, just the title... Sh- Sucks. I, w- I was a f- I was a fan of it to begin with. I like the title and everything. The, I- I'm into it. The 24 seven. Oh, you're talking about the 24 seven. I thought we we're still on Bray Wyatt. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the 24 seven. That's what I'm saying. That's good. But what our truth is doing and is bringing is bringing more man. eyes to social media. I would. 
Forget about the title being ugly. Forget about the name of it. I think yeah, yeah. now it's already established that that's the title's name or whatever. I don't think there's yeah. no point of changing. No, it. they're not changing. I, and I, that title's not changing either. I, 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 I did come up with like a fantasy booking idea, like Samoa Joe wins it and then destroys the belt and calls it the Hardcore Championship. But That'd that, that, but that was like early. That was like within the first week. But I think now at this point, it's already established. Yeah. I think what they need to do is like. They need to get some stuff. They need to go back to the tape and watch some of the hardcore matches that we got. Even if we don't get that hardcore style but back. But you don't need to. No. Yeah, listen yeah. to me. I'm listening. What they need to do is they, whatever. Uh, if I get a referee, I could go try to pin R-Truth and beat him. Mm-hmm. But I think we also need to get established matches too. Because that was one thing about the hardcore championship. While yeah. you did get your gimmicky stuff where they were in like in a playground or, or whatever it is. Or, or in a bathroom or yeah, yeah. whatever they were ha- having these matches. They also did have matches in the ring too. Mm-hmm. And there was long reigns. Yeah. So no. I think they need to add that element to it. Well, you can even have it, hey, as the people are walking in, the match is there. You know what I mean? And you can kind of have the cameras and like the people's reaction and the matches going on. All you have is you know a referee in there, and then they ring the bell. Okay, it's over. And then you have people running in. And what I'm saying is they they need to use the essence of what the hardcore title was. That's why by you saying okay they don't need the hardcore. Yeah, you don't. But you need the that essence. You know what I mean? The whole golf cart thing. I thought that shit was funny. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? like you said, social media. They're, yeah. they're making they're making that championship on social media. You could do supermarkets. You could do you know a- anything. And, and if you think about it, even with the hardcore championship back in the day, like once they added the twenty four seven rule, yeah, people were chasing. And there was like, and like one episode raw, there was like ten different champions. But yeah. there was at points right where there was actual matches. And if you think about it, if anybody could have been a champion, right? Everybody would have been chasing that championship. But in this case, I think they need to make it less of a chase uh-huh. and have this mob of talent chasing these people, yeah. chasing the champion, if you will. Take that away a little bit. Like, cut it down a little bit because mm-hmm. I think it's being too much at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's almost like a, a cartoon. Well, you know what I want to see? And since R-Truth did put his daughter on the, the video, she's supposed to be graduating in this time, right? Mm-hmm. Have somebody show up at the graduation and pin them. <laughs> that, that would be great. I don't think. I think. But that that's what be, I'm saying. I right? think that would be probably a liability on the school if somebody jumps <laughs> no, in. No, no, no. But, you but can, it you would can, be no. You you can kind of you know like like stage it basically because we know all this shit is staged. Mm-hmm. None of this stuff just happens. Just like stuff in social media. That's not real. Come yeah. on. So, but like visually, you know what I mean? Because then you're able to use this stuff. But I think you're right. I think putting it on our truth and having keep it this long. It does give that. that well, he lost the championship like I think three or four times, but he's always managed to get it back. But he, he's the hardcore Holly of the twenty four seven title. Crash Holly. Yeah, Crash Holly. Oh yeah, Crash Holly. Mm-hmm. Which again, you think of the hardcore title, you think of two people. I love that the fact that Arthur Crash. Arthur is like I'm the European television champion. <laughs> yeah, but but again, that's what you need. Why? Because for all these years, you've had Arthur Truth be the comedy skit, right? So, but now he's still that comedy skit. But now he's he's got a title. We have to see Carmella beat him for the championship at of some course. point, right? We have to see that. Even if it's by accident, like right. she just pins him by accident. Yeah, now like, she's oh, a I'm ch- sorry. At, yeah. Like we have to see that at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. But she be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then afterwards, okay, so let me pin you back. Uh, no, I'm the champion now and walks away. <laughs> we we yeah. have to see that at so, at, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um so what else do we have there on the on the list? Um, I wanted to we Let's kind of go back to last week and let's talk about uh, our experience in Philadelphia because there was some stuff that I, I think we wanted to touch on. Yeah, we started out at the the Icons of Wrestling convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, How was that? 
That was a lot of fun. It was good. It was good. It wasn't crowded. It wasn't crowded. Surprisingly. Yeah, it it was um, a lot less crowded than WrestleCon. Uh, I got to meet Scott Hall. Crossed that one off my bucket list. Nice. Uh, Who else is on your bucket list? Real quick. One. The Rock. Okay. Steve Austin and Taker. He was like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Those three are probably uh-huh. the three that are that I'm missing on uh, on the bucket list there. But uh, probably never going to get to meet The Rock unless he does some kind of Comic-Con. You never know. I think the chances of you meeting Austin are higher. Yeah, Austin and Taker, I feel like. The Rock, I feel like he's I feel past I, that. I, you know what? You would have asked me this. If you would have asked me the same question for you, I'm not speaking about me, but like a year ago, right? I would have told you, I would have told you, um, per, you probably have an equal chance of meeting both. But now I feel like Austin more than Taker because Taker. Yeah, Taker's up the, there. He's with the E now and he didn't. He just did a Comic Con in Canada. Exactly. On my Canada. birthday. <laughs> On my birthday. Hey, so we can go to Canada. Oh. I need my passport, man. I haven't gotten my passport yet. Yeah, we got to make the Japan Otherwise, trip. Otherwise, I would have made that trip. Yeah. You got to make I the would've... Japan trip. You guys are going to Japan? I, I, I want to go back there's, to Japan at some point. I want to go to Japan. There's You're another convention coming up in... Uh, <laughs> Come on, you know that. In November. <laughs> in Queens. And Kane's going to be there. Yeah, but I don't want to meet Corporate Kane. Yeah, <laughs> no, Kane. he wears the mask. He can't... Yeah, it doesn't matter. He will That's not still take Corporate a picture Kane. without the mask on because it said it's a have we Have we ever... Mayor. Have we ever... Situation. And we're, we'll, we'll get back to House of Hardcore. And some Thank of God this was going to be a short episode. Go yeah. Uh, <laughs> An hour and ten in. Go I go. feel like with Kane, <laughs> I never looked at Kane the same after he got unmasked. That, that's just been my thing. Yes. I respect the guy. No, no, no. Yeah, and, and, I yeah. still, and, I, and I still have love for him. But I've never looked at Kane the same after he got unmasked. Okay, so it's like, it's like Rey Mysterio, right? Rey Mysterio could do a thousand things to his mask. You're going to remember that little cholo-looking guy that got unmasked on WCW. Filthy animals. Hanging but out I, with Master but P. I, but I feel like that that run of Mysterio was so small no, of no, him no, being unmasked compared to Kane. No, no, but I'm saying us wrestling fans, Hoo-hoo. you're going to remember that Rey Mysterio. Yo, filthy animals used to be the shit. Yeah, yes, they were. Yes, they were. <laughs> like, nothing I don't like know that. why they ever put Disco Inferno in, but that's another story. Well, he this is a cool thug, man. You see, hang out with Conan. <laughs> 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 He's a little thug. Man. So, but we with Kane, let's <laughs> go a whole thug. I think the problem with Kane was that you had too many masking, unmasking, masking, unmasking, and that whole corporate, you know, I'm sorry. which I, which I stole the it. gimmick from TNA with Abyss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. But now with with Kane, and you're right, he can't take a picture without the mask because it is conflict with the whole mayor thing. So, but this, um, what was the name of it again? Philadelphia? Icons of Wrestling. Icons of Wrestling. Uh, got a Funko Pop signed by Bret Hart. It's really cool. Uh, Did you Hart- try to tackle him? No. Oh, okay. no, I, no. Would, I would not let him. No. Oh, no, no. I love that. Bret. I think us as fans, if we see that douchebag coming in, we would have jumped in. It's too. F- right. it's funny because Brett, to stop and him. both Brett and Teddy later on in the night, uh, Teddy Hart, I was wearing a bulldog shirt, mm. but it was the bulldog shirt, but with the with the Hart Foundation logo. So it said bulldog with the with the yeah, with yeah. the Hart logo, and Brett kind of just stared at it, and he was like, cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Teddy was just like Teddy, you know, he's a he's a wild boy. Teddy was just looking at it like. <laughs> no, that's, that's crazy. Because that's that's the thing. Like even us, like growing up, we had our our, our favorites, right? Your Rocks, your Austins, your Hogan's, your Warrior. But then you had that 
not medium tier, but the, the little bit lower, which like the Bulldog, you know what I mean? Like different uh, and things like that. And now they stand the, the, the trial of time mm-hmm. because even if you have that, that throwback or that old shirt, mm-hmm. there's some tweaks in there where, you know what? Maybe Brett had something to do with the design of that shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe he told the Bulldog, you know what? You should come in with like the braids and the fucking the UK flag down to the ring. Mm. And then maybe that's why he's looking at it. Yeah, Brett, uh, it was my second time um, getting to chat it up with Brett. And he's just a very soft-spoken dude. And, yeah. you know, like it, it not, not to sound like a creep or anything, but like there's certain wrestlers like a Brett, um, Tommy Dreamer that kind of just want to give him like a hug or something like he's just it's just yeah, something yeah. Uh, it, it just like paternal it's something <laughs> it's just like there's just something cozy about it i, I don't know how to explain it uh, you get what i'm trying to say yeah absolutely he, he's real uh i get the same vibe from mick foley too yeah just a nice guy you get the, that that vibe that they're just a genuinely nice and, person and i guess because i grew up watching them i feel like i know them even though i don't but right like right. They almost feel like a part of their family. Exactly, they're, they're part of our, our childhood in many ways, yeah. and they, you know, it's like, wow, man, I'm, you know, I remember seeing this this guy as a kid, like, and I told this to Brett too. I was like, you're one of the main reasons I fell in love with re- the art of wrestling, because yeah. he he showed me that it wasn't the it wasn't the cartoon characters, it wasn't the the characters like you know the over the top like the Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man's, and I'm not saying that Macho, Macho Man wasn't amazing in the ring because he was, mm. but no, no, but as a kid, character exactly as a kid. You know, you you draw to the character. You draw to what stands out the most. Yeah. As you get older, then you start seeing what they're really doing in the ring. And Bret Hart and Sean, for me, mm-hmm. those are the two that I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all due respect to Roddy Piper, but if somebody could pull out uh, a storytelling match with Roddy Piper, mm-hmm. they got that skill. And that was Bret Hart. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was actually um, I, I watching something. I think it was on Facebook or YouTube or something. Um, where they were talking about this guy who had a tryout, right? And he looked awesome in that tryout. Um, damn. Uh, you know who I'm talking uh, about? Tom McGee. Tom, Tom, Tom McGee. McGee. There you go. Yeah. Tom, so McGee. Tom McGee. He, he looked, was supposed to be like the next Hogan, next okay, Warrior. Okay. So he got a tryout, right? So he, he looks awesome. McMahon is like, this is my new toy. I'm going to use him. But he never took off. That's Why? Like, because that trial was with Bret Hart. Hart. And Bret Hart made him look like a million bucks. Exactly. But the, the, you watch the thing too, right? They had they had a special on the WWE Network, but they did that. Here's a fun fact. They did that out of spite for Conrad because Conrad was going to uh, do the, the – they were going to do like a live like mm. showing and talk about it with Tom McGee and Bret Hart or whatever. Yeah. And then literally like a, a week before StarCast, mm. WWE out of spite put they the match and they did their own version of it. They're so damn petty. So but they don't need to be. They're the biggest company. I, don't I think that. that was done by either Complex or one of these like like uh, media companies, right? So, but what they were talking about was Bret Hart asked Tom McGee just one question: "What are you good at?" <laughs> that was it. Jesus and he built Christ. and he built the whole match around that one question: "What are you good at?" So now we kind of bring it full circle to Goldberg. Goldberg, what are you good at? Spearing people, jackhammer, that's it. But now when you have a William Regal go in there and expose, and expose his shit, that's what happened to McGee. And, yeah. and Goldberg still hurt Brett. So now so now that brings it, yo, like the whole thing is in. So now you have 
a Bret Hart that you're right, Mario. As as you get older, you're like the star. And and I'm not taking anything away from Sean. The star is not Sean. The star is Bret because Bret could make Sean look better. But I, I'm, what I'm saying, I'm not, a, not I'm, a, I'm gonna disagree with you on that because I think they're both equally as no, 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 good. Sean Sean was just more of the risk taker. Okay. While when it came to Bret, he had the mm-hmm. groundwork down pat. Okay, so maybe maybe I chose the wrong example. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is, even though Brett may look like, oh, why should I like him? Mm-hmm. I should like the flashy guy. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah. You want to like the guy who's yeah. making the flashy guy look good. Mm-hmm. Somebody like a Dolph Ziggler. When you look at Dolph Ziggler, he can sell for anyone. Yeah, he's an incredible and that, seller. And that actually helps the guy who's inflicting the pain. Plus, also today, in today's, in the last couple of years, I'll say within the last 10 years or so, you've gotten this hybrid of talent where Dolph Ziggler is a hybrid, if you think about it, in many yeah. ways. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like that, he that comes makes from amateur not, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know. Now, that makes you look at Bret Hart totally different. And you're right. Now that you get older, you do go back and you do enjoy those matches. You, yeah. And by the way, the latter match wasn't a Bret Hart's idea. It was Bret Hart's idea. That's why he he's so. He, I'm he's telling better, you, bro. he's better, man. And he, thank God he was in a. In a he seemed like in a good mood yeah, at Philly. Mood but man, like going back to the you know, and you guys could listen to the episode tomorrow if you're listening to this yeah. now on, on you know the podcast version with Glenn. The conversation we had with Glenn, man, it's like every and I love Sean to death. But man, everything somehow works out for Sean, and Bret always gets the shit end of the stick, yeah. man. It, it, it hurts me, man. It really hurts me to say that. Yeah. Like you could do a pros and cons on everything on life itself, <sighs> and you're gonna have Sean on the left. Yeah, man. Right on the right. The only thing he, he has to do is now get deported because his Canadian passport is not up to date. Man, <laughs> I, I I love Brett though. I love Brett and Sean. Well, yeah. So I, but but when we started with this, if you get a chance to meet your your idols, or mm-hmm. you, you should go to these things. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I got him to sign my Funko Pop, and as I was waiting in line, Mario was actually standing in front of me. Harley Race got uh pushed over because he's in a wheelchair now yeah. and uh you know they said hello and talked for a little bit and then uh they took a picture on bret hart's cell phone and as they were taking the picture i kind of had mario sneak a picture for myself because that's a moment you know what i mean and, um he posted it on his instagram uh later that day uh then i made my way to scott hall and he was super cool let me put on the intercontinental title that he mm-hmm. had on his uh on his table and I actually took a picture with Harley Race because you don't. He looked like hell, man. He was yeah. coughing, and I was like, "You don't know when the next time you're gonna be able to get a picture with Harley Race," you know. So I ran over and such an iconic person, and and right and getting to where we at and, now. And I was even telling Mario, I was like, "I didn't grow up watching Harley Race in his prime. I remember King Harley Race." Yeah. You know, so I wasn't like super keen on getting it. And our our buddy Joe, who um, JB does, Miller, yeah, he does mm-hmm. art, really awesome art. Um, he, uh, he was like, listen, if you could go get a picture with Babe Ruth, even though you didn't watch him, would mm-hmm. you do it? And I was like, all right, I'm going to go do it. Now, you know? That was a that was a great example that he told <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, shout out to Joe. Uh, you, you said his tw- uh, Instagram? Yeah, uh, at JBMiller1073, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he does great art. I actually ended up buying two pieces from him. Um, so shout out to him. We're actually going to be uh, we're gonna be in the works with him somewhere down the line. We're going to be working on some things. So, yeah. Uh, Stay you know, tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to that. Um, and then we, we we were chatting up with Mike Johnson too. Yeah, Mike Johnson from, from PW, PW Insider. Insider. Mm-hmm. He's really, really informative, f- 
funny guy and can talk, boy. <laughs> Let me tell you, we sat there and talked with him for about 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he brought out a good point about Vince McMahon that me, me and I know Sam, you two, we were like, wow, we never looked at it that uh, way. I don't know if you want to tell the people. Uh... Yeah, so if you think about it like this, Vince McMahon is 70 years old. Mm-hmm. How long has Vince McMahon been rich? All his life? No, he, he actually was poor. Think, think about it. He he bought the company from his father when he was, what, about 40? Uh-huh. Maybe no, late 30s? Late 30s. Right? He becomes successful. When do you think the last time Vince McMahon stood in line to go see a movie? When do you think? Never. When was the last time Vince McMahon went and got his own? Gallon of milk. <laughs> right? When was the last time Vince McMahon went to a Burger King? When was the last time Vince McMahon drove his own car? What is a Burger King, damn it? So no, here, the, the car could be. We got our enough analogies in. Yeah, what yeah. I'm getting at is Vince McMahon lives in a bubble. Yes. He doesn't do many things on his own. Not only that, but he's 70 years old, mm-hmm. right? And he's a consistent workaholic that only thinks about WWE, the product that he's putting out, and now the XFL. Yes. Right? So his day consists of WWE, creative, creative, creative. What am I going to do with the XFL? And that's about it. Do you think he knows what an Instagram post really is? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. Do you think he runs his own Twitter? Absolutely not. Right? He has no clue what's going on in the outside world. Yeah. No idea. Vince McMahon has no idea what world star hip hop is. He's not in tune with what mm-hmm. is going on in the world. Do you think he knows what twerking is? I think the New Day might have taught him, but goddamn, before the New Day uh, started twerking in the ring, do you think he? He knows probably what knows is? the motion of twerking, but he doesn't know that that's called twerking. Because <laughs> I could—it's crazy as this sounds. I could actually see Vince McMahon, or maybe the old Vince McMahon, like before actually twerking in the ring like an asshole, but not knowing what he's doing. What I'm getting at is Vince McMahon is out of touch. Mm-hmm. So. When you're out of touch and you're not willing to step down from your creative position, the product suffers. Of course. Not only that, but he was telling us that Tommy Dreamer... Oh, this is such a great story. (laughs) ...told Mike that he was standing in the hallway Mm -hmm. just visiting years ago. Okay. Vince comes up to him and says... This is exactly who I was looking for. I'm so glad that you're with the company. I got plans for you. I got some big plans for you. You're going to be my new Tony Gurria. You're going to be getting some guys over, and you're going to be doing doing some great things for us. And Tommy looked at him in the eyes and says, Vince, I don't even work here anymore. And Vince just kind of stared at him like this, like, I believe it. And walked off. I believe it. So now that brings up the question. Does he even know who works for him? I think he has dementia. Well, I mean, you already said that Ric Flair has dementia. (laughs) I think he has dementia too, though. No, no, but but I think what what Sammy and and ultimately what this whole thing is saying is, I don't think he knows who works for him. (laughs) I don't think he knows that he's with (laughs) McMahon. I think he's got his guys that he has his favorites, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. His favorite toy. Right, Charlotte and everything like that. But at the end of the day, these guys that aren't being used, your uh, your Nakamura. <laughs> who who do you, do you think he remembers that Nakamura? Even when was the last time you saw the Oscar uh, on television? When was yeah. the last time 
you saw after their name change. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Hawkins and Zack Ryder were the tag champs for the last two months, and they just appear yeah. on TV just to lose the titles. Right. So now, the who's my tag champs? Oh, we gotta get the titles off. I don't even know where the fuck they are. <laughs> when was the last time you saw the Viking Experience, the Viking Express? Since we the named our episode, the War Raiders. Raiders. The so motherfucking now, Im- imagine war. if he sees like Callisto without a without a mask, and he goes, "Oh, make me a taco." No, <laughs> he likes them because they got a pinata. No, I feel like I feel like if he was to see Callisto without his mask. He'd be like, what is this fan doing backstage? Yeah, right. get, him, get him out of here. If man. he didn't have his pinata right by his side, <laughs> he would have security escort think, him out of there. You think they got to have their mask and their pinata and like, like, I'm like, telling like you, flavor flame? What, what we're getting at, what I'm getting at is, is that, man, it's time for him to step down. He's not going to step down. And, uh, and uh, I, it's going to just suffer until you think he's a- gonna die or is he gonna just focus on the xfl no, he's gonna toy. die in the chair man well, wait until you hear glenn's comments comments in the next episode yeah. <laughs> on his thoughts on this yeah, I, I think he's gonna die in the chair and I, I listen i don't wish death on anybody i don't wish death on vince i want him to live for another hundred years and i think could. we all deep down inside we love vince he's it's our not, walt disney he is our walt disney right think about how many characters he's created you know, but at the end of the day, he didn't create Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, no, it's okay. It's time. It's time for him to just give it up. If you actually think, <laughs> it's time hey, for you created Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's time for him to give it up to uh, to Triple H. Triple uh, H's vision. Give it to Shane. If you're not going to give it to Triple H, give it to Shane. At least Shane is in tune with what's going on. You know, you would have asked me this ten. I'll say I'll say ten years ago. I'm like Shane deserves it. Now, after all the shit that he took, and now, Triple H I love Shane. I love Shane to death, and I'm not saying he can't be involved, but it's got to be Triple H, man. Just look at NXT. Look at the wonders and the amazing things yeah. that have come from NXT that when they go to the main roster, they've butchered. Like, NXT is where is that? And that's why a guy like Tyler Breeze, he feels happier going back to NXT, and he doesn't mind doing it. He feels rejuvenated doing NXT TakeOver. We did a post earlier this week on his comments on going back to NXT. NXT is where it's at. The best thing going in the WWE as a whole, don't get me wrong, the Firefly Funhouse is great. The 24-7 title has been entertaining, but the best thing going in the company today is NXT. I agree 100%. 100%. They put out the best match quality. The storylines aren't convoluted. You could follow it. It's an easy hour to watch. Mm-hmm. And the takeovers aren't three to four to seven hours. They're nice two and a half hours. And they also they whether it's the takeovers or the the the, the week to week product that we get, it leaves you wanting more. Exactly. And that's what a show needs to be. Exactly. And not like why did I just wasted all this amount of time watching this episode? Like God. I'm, Horrible. Like th- there's no purpose. There's no like, uh, point to action. Like it- it's kind of like if somebody does a-, a-, a whole show, right? And at the end, they don't plug their social media, or they don't plug, "Hey, subscribe to the show," or "Follow us." You basically just spoke for four hours, three hours, hour and a half, whatever it is. But you're not having the people go out and do something about it. That's what Raw looks like. But where SmackDown is, okay, tune in next week. SmackDown, I think, is like it, it's still it's, it's becoming it, raw. It's becoming raw, but it's just an easier watch and it has more entertaining stuff. Last, last SmackDown, who did you see? Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns, and it goes it's, it goes back it's to going the, back to Monday Night Raw. But it's also the wild card rule that's just kind of like ruining everything and just taking spots away from the talent that they have. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the problem. 
It's a shame. Um, so, do you want to touch on fan etiquette, proper fan etiquette? Because of fuck what happened, the fucking fans. What happened in so, Philly? Um, after the uh, icons of wrestling, uh, we hung out. We did a, uh, a podcast that uh, we're hopefully I, I, it'll drop on the iTunes channel. Maybe Leo will be able to work yeah, his magic. I saw Rafael Ramos been comment. working for four. He hours says now. talk about NXT twenty five. We we did touch on that. Um, if you really want to listen to our takes on that. Check it out on the Anchor app for now, and we'll let you know when it drops on iTunes and on the Los Radio app. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we stuck around. We, we uh, watched the ring go up, uh, and then the House of Hardcore show started. And it was a great show. Slash Impact. Slash Impact, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a great show. We, there were some good surprises. You last four matches, Little Guido, bro. you got Sandman. Last um, four matches. The last four matches are what took the cake for us. Absolutely. But in the main event, it was... Um, Mike Elgin and uh, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact. John Morrison. John Morrison. Uh, John Johnny Hennigan, Mundo, whatever John you want to call him. Johnny uh, everything. Uh, Johnny um, versus Tommy Dreamer and the great Muda. Um, and this is the way legends should be booked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They protected Muda. He can't work the way he used to work, but you couldn't tell because it's the way they booked him. They protected him in a tag team match, and he didn't overexert himself. Exactly. So, as the match is going on, Taya Valkyrie's on the outside, and she gets into it with a fan. The fan uh, we have seen before. We've had conversation. I actually talked to him at the at the convention. And the thing is, the he was getting loaded throughout the the day. So he day. was drunk. He was drunk. Yeah, he and apparently from some people that we talked about when the, talked to after the show was over, he was being obnoxious the whole night at that. Yeah. And so he was trying to be more of the show than the actual he, show. He wasn't making sense. When I spoke to him in the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. talking about that kid that's now gone viral with the this is for the juggalos, juggalettes, and he jumps on the that kid pisses bar. me off so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he looks. I don't know. Let's, let me not get into that. But anyway, yeah. um, he was incoherent then. So we're talking at least two, two and a half hours, maybe three after the fact that I've had that conversation with him. So he's pretty drunk. Him and Ty Valkyrie get into an argument. He's saying all kinds of vulgar stuff to her. She uh, doesn't take it anymore and slaps the beer out of his hand. I mean, this guy obviously should have been flagged a while ago. And you know what's funny is I had a conversation with the bartender at the 2300 Arena, and she was saying, oh, how much beer can you take? Listen, lady, I can drink my beer. I could definitely drink more than that little troll motherfucker that you overserved. So back to the story anyway. Tell us how you really feel, Sam. Right. She smacks the beer out of his hand. He uh-huh. should have never been served that beer in the be- to begin with. And the guy spit on Taya Valkyrie as she walked away. That is the biggest disrespect you can ever do to a person, let alone a, a female. Hawk the loogie on As a person. I, I, I will give credit to Taya Valkyrie. She that no she, she no sold the spit. Um, that, and, and just as a, a human, like, allowing to, to control yourself... And just no sell that, like that takes a lot of guts. And you gotta understand, these are people too, you know. Like, yeah, we we see them at times as bigger than life, but they're people. They have their regular lives also. Like, how can you be so disrespectful? And that's why I can't stand wrestling fans at times because of shit like this. I tell you, you give us a bad name. We, we have right. to do the the, the the ten wrestling etiquette commandments or whatever for a wrestling it, fan because yo, this shit happens on a uh, not on a daily basis, but just again, like I said before, that's a fan trying to be a show, trying to put themselves over over the show, and and 
that messes it up for the rest of us. Because when anybody wants to talk negative about wrestling fans, they're going to show that guy. They're not going to show the three of us. They're not going to show you two guys going to these shows, staying up at 5 o'clock in the morning. They're not going to show like me staying up way after I should be staying up to watch wrestling because I enjoy it. No, they're going to talk about that guy. Yeah. And to add on to that, right, you're also taking away with what's going on in the ring because you're making a big scene. Of course. And, and now, that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what happened because now everybody's focusing. You're making a scene. You're making an ass out of yourself. And then Tommy Dreamer gets on the mic. Tommy Dreamer gets on the mic and says, you know, Philadelphia, you guys are the most rabid fans. But most respectful, too. That's right. So let's enjoy the great fucking Muda. And uh, if this guy doesn't calm down, I'm going to have Sandman cane his ass. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tommy understood what really had happened at that point. Johnny yeah. Mundo, Johnny Nitro, whatever you want to call him. But also Michael Elgin was yelling at he got outside of the ring, too, because remember, John Morrison's yeah. already in the ring. Michael Elgin's now on the floor, and he's even arguing with some fans, too. Right, right. He did get involved and said, you know, what he had to say to them. But um, Johnny gets up on the top, turnbuckle, and... Shows his ass to the fan, which was pretty funny. Yeah, good. shout outs to him. Good for him for doing that. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, they continue with the match. Tag Muda in. As Muda is working with Nitro in the ring, or I'm just going to call him Nitro, mm-hmm. uh, one of the security comes up to Tommy and I guess explains exactly what went down. And Tommy gives the nod, like, get him the fuck out of here. So the security comes over, says, uh, listen, you got to go. Um, I spoke with the security after the show. He was apparently disrespectful to the security guard. Mm-hmm. They yoked his ass out of there, and everybody started singing na 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 na, hey hey, goodbye. And I was chanting Muda because at the end of the day, I was like, we're, we're here to see the great Muda. Like, stop paying attention to him. Stop right. making him like stop focus on the match or whatever. And right. you saw Tommy's face; he legit looked pissed off, he and I felt pissed, so bad for him. But it only lasted. About 30 seconds, and then right back into the match, the Philly crowd goes, and that's what I love about the the ECW arena. It's mm-hmm. my favorite venue. Yeah. The next one up would be Madison Square Garden, but I put ECW arena over Madison Square Garden. Well, it's, just, it's just the being close and everything. Being close, and not only that, but the fans are great. Mm-hmm. My, You're going to have your assholes like this guy at almost every show. Okay. But for the most part, the fans are so, awesome. So check this out. So I'm I'm checking social media to share this and stuff like that, right? So Lucha Libre Online, they post a video of a guy going through the, the barricade to try to get into the ring. Again, this guy's trying to be the show on top of the show. Oh, wow. And he he's just fucking around with the guy from Contra. That, yeah, that's the dude from Contra. That's a big he's boy. A bad boy. Okay. <laughs> he's a big boy. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're going to repost this so you Jacob guys can Fatu. see Jacob Fatu. Yeah, he's, okay. he's, he's nasty, dude. He, he's now, pretty much Umaga. He's the second coming of Umaga. Yeah. Now, what happens in, in this, and that's, <laughs> you know what? Have the guy with the beard. Let him get in. Let him get knocked the fuck out. What up to Jose Gonzalez and everybody over there at Lucha Check out Online the Regans Hugo. Yeah, check out the Regans of Wrestling, too. But, again, with a fan like that, just move the guardrail. Let him take one step through that guardrail. Show. My and man Jacob Fatu just straight bulldozed them. Literally, shout out look, to Contra. Look, 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 look. Play that one MLW. more time. Yeah, look, look at that. Look, 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 look. Hey there. Coming through? Not. <laughs> that was quick. 
But that's what should happen. That was quick. That's what should happen. You should always have. You know what? You're gonna talk all that shit behind the guardrail. You know what? There's nothing. And I and I said this to Sam too. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with booing people. If I you boo think, people. You you could boo people. That's fine. But I the did. second you don't cross that line where you're gonna personal. call them certain things like a hoe or this or that or yeah. you're you're fake or what you you just don't cross that line. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Uh, you don't have to make it personal. That's just. Uh, but again, let's take it away as this. We are wrestling fans at the end of the day. Whether we do this, whether we watch this, whether we listen to this, at the end of the day, we're all wrestling fans. This guy here, and Sammy, you had the conversation with him. Sammy could have told him anything. The guy that day woke up and decided, you know what? I'm going to be an extra asshole. The irony of that, too, is that same dude, because we had conversations yeah. with him, right? The irony of that of, of this whole situation was... He had the nerve to tell Sam, right? When at we were a, at a Teddy at a, Hart's house. At Teddy Hart's house. Oh, you don't ask. Like, don't be a mark or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I never knew this. Sam shared it with me that yeah. day in After, Philly. Yeah. I, 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 tell, I keep a lot bottled in, and I don't make mm. a spectacle of things when they don't need to be made a spectacle of. I had no clue. Yeah, this guy, uh, the same guy that got kicked out, he said, because uh, I asked Tommy Dreamer how he was feeling. He wasn't even fucking acting like a mark. Yeah. No, I said, how you feeling, man? Because he's taking bumps. He's How old is Tommy Dreamer? He's, a, he's in his late 40s. Yeah. Right, and he took a terrible bump that night between the two chairs. Um, and I said, man, how you feeling? He gave me a wink and walked away. The guy didn't see the wink mm. and probably thought that Tommy didn't. Yeah, yeah didn't you know, acknowledge we kinda, you. Yeah. yeah, we kind of just made light of it when we were uh, talking about, you mm. know, how Tommy hated me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but side note, me and Tommy are actually really <laughs> cool now. And I was just saying, we DM each other on Instagram, which is pretty now, cool. Now, question on, on your Sammy Suplex page, did you put, I'm cool with Tommy Dreamer? No, no, no. <laughs> Like I said, I don't, I don't want to be a mark, brother. <laughs> anyway, he told me, he said, don't be a mark. Don't, yeah. don't do that. They don't want to talk about okay, work. Okay, first of all, fuck you. You don't know me. Right. Okay? You don't know what I do. So <laughs> uh, the, only reason, the only way that you could tell me not be a mark, because you're being a fucking mark in the first place, by worrying about what the fuck I'm doing. And not only that, but what Sam asked was something that you would ask anybody, course, like a regular human being. Again. And not, forget about, take the wrestling aspect of it, like if I know you're sick, I'll be like, "Yo, how you feeling, man?" Like th- it's just a, exactly. it's just a reasonable question. It has nothing to do with wrestling. So again, right. again, at that at that moment, he's trying to be more of the show than than what Sam is. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Sam saw the wink, so you know that it wasn't a mark out. You're literally just asking, "Hey, how do you feel?" Yeah. Now he's trying to make himself like the star, like, "Oh, you shouldn't be a mark." Man, fuck you, man. Hey, it, it is what if it you want to be a star, go pick up a wrestling school. Go there every day, then work you know, work out, which at the end of the day, you're not going to make it. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, you can have a thousand people try out. You're lucky if one of them makes it through. But those are the same people that have kids, and then they, they fucking have their kids play baseball and basketball that they don't want to because they want to live vicariously through their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I got from that guy. And again, that's why I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. Spitting, whether it's a female, a kid... That is the worst sign of res- uh, of disrespect towards any person, and I and I I'm agree. sorry. Somebody should have just thrown him over the guardrail and just let them go at him. Fuck him. He went over. I, I kind of was hoping the same man would have came old, out of kingdom. Old ECW. <laughs> no, because then you would have had 
the show be about that no, guy. No, 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 I know. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I'm saying, though, That's right? That's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're not going to give you what you yeah. want. You're going to get your ass beat like we just saw in the video. Right. Yeah. So, so that that was our uh, experience. experience. And but next time, Sammy, next time, tell him, fuck you. Let, let's, you, you know me. I'm, I'm not going to make a spectacle out you of it. You know what? Him. Call me on FaceTime. I'll talk. <laughs> so, uh, Meanwhile, he'll be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Sammy! This, this is what uh, I'll say about the House of Horrorcore show. Regardless of that asshole, it mm-hmm. was a great show. And they're, they're running a show today, and it's probably going to be on Twitch for free. So check it out if you have time. Um, I really, really enjoyed the three-way match between Rich Swan, Teddy Hart, and Willie, Willie Mack. Mack. That was the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Teddy Hart was going to take that House of Hardcore Championship. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, regardless of the interruption, the tag match with uh, Muda and uh, Tommy Dreamer versus Johnny Nitro and uh, Mike Elgin was great. And I am – oh, the the females, Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, Taya Valkyrie and, uh, uh, J- and Jordan, Jordan Grace. Grace they, they killed it too. That was great. That was match of the night up until the three-way. And then I was like, you know, Teddy Hart, he's got to steal the show. Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards too, that hardcore wow, match. Wow, yes, that's another and one. And we almost got hit with a, with, a, with a little bat. Yeah, I wish I would have grabbed that. <laughs> we No, we were trying to save each other's lives and duck yeah, it. Yeah, I ducked it. You oh, ducked it. But I, there was a part of me that when I saw it on the ramp, I almost wanted to go grab it because uh, I don't know. But the, but the little girl got it, so that that yeah yeah I, uh, yeah. I, I, Eddie Edwards ended up giving it to, it to the little kid. girl, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I think we we both were like, no, nah, that's that, yeah, that makes sense. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good. Yeah, that's like that, the guy at the baseball game that fucking takes the ball and doesn't give it to the little kid. Hello, you're <laughs> fucking sixty years old. That's, that's me all day. Give me that. Straight heel on him. So before we wrap up, let's just kind of uh, pretty much explain the schedule that's gonna happen for the podcast version of the show. So. Today's episode that we're recording right now as we speak is going to drop today on the feed. Correct, Leo? Tomorrow. <laughs> we just no, went no, over no, this. No, no, you're right. You're right. right. Today's, today. today's going yeah, today. Uh, for shits and giggles. Congratulations. Oh, damn. I just played <laughs> so myself because I didn't hear uh, the drop. Uh, the all right. Um, hold on. Hold on. I got to hear the drop again. The, 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 it again. It's, it's okay, bro. It's okay. I don't want to drop it. It's okay. So um, today, well, the episode we're recording now is going to drop on the feed today. The episode we recorded earlier that was on Facebook also, um, our conversation with Glenn, is going to drop tomorrow. And hopefully, if the wrestling gods allow us, the episode we we recorded at the ECW Arena is going to drop Monday, correct? Wrestling Jesus, which is me. I'll take care of it. If you are... My middle name is Jesus. Hello. I like wrestling. If you do not want to wait until Monday, there is a link that will take you to the Anchor app where you can listen to oh, it. Fuck the Anchor app. Have them wait for us. It's good. <laughs> they, they got enough to listen today. They have a really good interview tomorrow yeah, with Yeah, but Glenn. we're actually trying to put more oh. content out there, and okay. yet we actually took the initiative to do that. Okay. All right? That's fine. That's why you don't have to talk all the time, bro. Um, but, yeah, just like you Sam said. You kill me sometimes. That's what that, uh, Sam said it best right now. If you don't want to wait, um, we actually have a link right now. Um, it's, it's a good listen. Um, you get that live atmosphere. You yeah. get to hear uh, everything that's happened in the background yeah. and us kind of just enjoying the moment, right? Yeah, yeah. They were setting up the ring while we were uh, sitting probably like 20 feet away, 20 to 30 feet away from them setting up the ring. So there is some background noise, but you could definitely hear as clear as day. Uh, we go over NXT 25, what we thought of... John Moxley. John Moxley, what we thought about uh, uh, Goldberg and Taker, fresh, you know... 
right off the bat. And uh, mm-hmm. we also talked about the the bully Ray situation too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We both had different takes on that. So mm-hmm. check it out. Check it out. Um, is there anything else? Uh, Leo plugs. Is this happening on right now? No, that happened yesterday. Oh, okay. Forget it. Uh, that was right the usual the corner. Yeah. Dude, I slept like two hours. Um, you guys can check us out. Remember the Los Radio app. You can find it on Google Play and in uh, your app store. Download it because we're going to put a lot of content in there. Um, it links to all of our uh, social media. So if you guys don't follow on any one of them, you can do it right from the Los Radio app. And uh, we're always looking for content. So if you know anybody that's doing a uh, podcast, anybody that's doing a show, an artist, a DJ, LosRadio.com. Dale. Mr. Suplex. Just follow me at Sammy Suplex on all social media platforms. Um, let me see here. Well, we, we talked about her earlier. I, I've been doing a, a shout out to wrestling accounts on Instagram that uh, you should be following. So um, check out underscore m- Mommy Yankee twenty two. Yeah. Come on, you're Puerto Rican. You're supposed to. That's like native New Yorker. I o- I almost said Miami. I Brain know. fart. I'm, you know I'm why? Down you know why? It's because Sam looks very Miami right now. He's got his hamburger <laughs> meat all out. He's got his hamburger meat all out, looking real Miami. That's it, baby. That's right. That's how I do. <laughs> oh, yo, he sound cute. <laughs> so, go ahead, Miami check, Yankee. No. Uh, my underscore. Mommy Yankee 22. Check her out. She's pretty cool. Uh, she definitely uh, posts a lot of content about um, about wrestling. I know her as the chalk line girl. Never yeah. met the girl in my life, but I know her because she wears a lot of chalk line. Yeah, and I've so seen her around we're and stuff. Consistently trying to uh, grow the community. So, you know, follow us. You know, all of our stuff, stuff is right down here. So check it out. And Mario. Uh, you can follow yours truly at Rated R since 87. But the. Since the- when? Shut your mouth, bro. Don't do that, bro. Don't don't cut people off. You already had your time to talk. You could shut your mouth, sit back, because you're like a fart in church, all right? And then shut your mouth. Oh, uh, but follow the wrestling-related stuff at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, and stay tuned for the next couple of episodes we're going to drop, right? That's about it? That's it? That, that, that's it! That's it! Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, whether you're listening it on the Facebook Live or watching us on the Facebook Live or listening to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you won't be fancy Apple Podcasts. Tune in La Mesca app, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five-star frog flash stream. View comments, grievances, bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo, the old man. You know, when you were just throwing it too sweet like that, it made me think of Blue Meanie. Shout out to the Blue Meanie. Yes, shout out to the Blue Meanie. He gave us a nice drop, a nice video. Go check it out on our social media platforms. Yeah, man. Share it. What a what an interesting day. Yeah. Very a interesting content. day. A lot of content. I was told we were going to record for an hour. Here we are five hours later. I told my wife I'd be home at one. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yep. I'm coming home, baby. Oh, boy. Hey, I'm ready to run too sweet, no? Well, let the, like, like Sam says, let the, let the song play and I'll say it at the end. <laughs> so now what do we do for the next two minutes? We're doing what we're doing now and just talking shit. Okay. I'm trying to figure out if I should go to that show or not. You should. I mean, you're here. Right? Yeah, man. See Take advantage of it. Up to, man. Of course. What if John Moxley shows up? 
He's not showing. Nah, he's actually at an NEW show as we speak at Six Flags. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Well, you never know. Down in Jackson, New Jersey. What if CM Punk shows up in the little hoodie and, and walks the the little... What? Like he did in the show. Remember remember a couple of weeks ago when they had like the the um, CM Punk guy come in with like the sweater? Shut your mouth. For Show Fubaleo, for Sammy Suplex, you're truly Mr. Rated R. Keep it Rated R and stay too sweet. Tune in, tune in to the podcast channel, people.